Welcome back to Tea Time with Kate and Keith, where we talk about a variety of different topics. And answer questions you didn't ask. So today we're going to get into a little bit about uh, the show Once Upon a Time. If you haven't seen it, recommend you watch it. It's pretty oh, good. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today because um, it's kind of a crazy show. It's all over the place, but like it's really, it's really well put together. Like everything, all the stories fit together really well. They mesh together. They're just one thing is mm, how do I? So everything is kind of it flows. That's what I'm trying to get at. Every all the stories kind of flow together in a way that the story makes sense. So yeah, definitely a great uh, binge-worthy show. Uh, they took, they recently took it off Netflix, which I was, I was like, I was literally in the middle of re-watching the show for the second time. Uh, I had gotten through some of the first season, and then I, like, literally the next day, they took it off of Netflix. And I was like, oh my, well, I got sad. And then today, I realized they had it on Disney+, Plus, so I just picked up where I left off. It was great. Yeah. Um, so I really like this show, and especially because I am a very big Disney fan. I liked how it wasn't like the full Disney stories. Like, you know, they took the characters and created like slightly different stories for them or um, gave them more of a personality, if that makes sense. Because a lot of the Disney, like princesses, for example, they have a story behind it, but you don't get to see like 100% all of their personalities. Yeah. I like that it was, they made it modern. Like, exactly. Yeah. So you have the story, you have the typical story, um, storybook version, but then you have the modern version mixed in with it. It makes it like even better. Yeah. So, and on top of that, if you haven't seen it, what they kind of do is it's all based around, um, like the era of when like these stories happened. So what they do, they kind of do like flashbacks. So they flash back to, to like those, that time period and like the actual stories but they're pretty much they're put on like a curse or whatever and they are put into the modern world as just like everyday ordinary people and they completely forget who they are like they don't know yeah. that they're prince charming or you know etc mm-hmm. the what they the other thing they do is um the personalities they all have as storybook characters carries over to the modern uh, times, which is really cool, because some of the things that happened during their, uh, when they were in their, their, their world, um, you see the, either the characteristics come into the modern world, you have, uh, some, like, proper symbols that they had. It, it, it makes the story a lot more cohesive, and it makes, it makes everything make more sense, so you, you, you actually, before you even know who's, which character's who, you get a sense of who, of, uh, their character before, before you actually know who they are. It's, it's really well written, really, I love it. One of my favorite things about this show that, like, hands down really made me happy was that for, like, the story Beauty and the Beast, she doesn't fall in love with a legitimate beast, like, he's not this, you know, wild creature, he's actually Rumpelstiltskin. And it, it's such a good thing because instead of it being like some actual creature that she falls in love with who's actually a prince, she's falling in love with somebody who has a monstrous 
personality and not the looks of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like in the story, Rumpelstiltskin is the evil um, or the dark one, as they call him, where he kind of manipulates all of the stories. He is the one who is the most powerful. And she kind of, it's the same concept. I mean, like, it's an evil person or a monstrous person who is changed by the kind heart of this this princess or this person, you know? Like, it's mm -hmm. the same kind of concept of the story, but it's different because it, I like how it's not an actual creature. Like, it, it tells you that more on the lines of that you can change people who have been broken or who have the evil personality or the, like the rebellious thing like it gives more of a modern twist on it and I really liked that yeah I liked also of that story specifically that um she wasn't the her the reason she's there is different than the the original story itself mm -hmm. like I believe I haven't I have I've, it's been a while since I've seen it but wasn't she there with but by a deal of the king or something yeah she I guess she, like, traded her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the safety of her kingdom mm -hmm. from, like, the ogres or something, because they were in, like, some ogre war or whatever, and he was like, I will protect your kingdom if you come and pretty much become my housewife. Like, that's yeah. kind of the whole thing, is, like, he, he needs someone to be a housekeeper to take after his things and make sure that the house is clean and, you know, like, do all this other stuff. And then, um, the cool thing, too, is, um, you know how, like, in the original story, there's um, the teacup chip. Yeah. I think that's what his name is. There's an actual teacup that has a chip in it, and it represents a lot of things, and they actually end up using it as a source of power later because it's supposed to, like, represent, like, true love or something like that because it brings back the memory of when Belle actually broke the cup. Yeah. So it's a little bit different because, like, obviously the, uh, the cups and stuff, like, aren't actual people they don't have personalities but they still incorporate those still childhood related things that were in the original story into this modern thing they just put their own twist on it like the yeah. cup was just a normal teacup and then she chipped it and that was kind of where their relationship like started to change mm -hmm. so yeah um what was another good story? Uh, I really, okay. The very beginning uh, with, um, shoot, Snow White and Prince Charming. I loved their interpretation of it. Because they didn't fall in love through uh, him finding her sleeping or anything. They found, they fell in love by chance and through, like, continuously meeting each other they didn't fall in love right away which is it's great because typically that's not how that works you know yeah so it kind of reminds me like that story because obviously if you think of like the original snow white they meet once mm -hmm. in the original movie when not even meeting it's more of like he actually yeah because they talk yeah it's when he's like in the well and she he hears her singing or whatever and he looks over the wall and he sees her in the room and then they like have a slight conversation and then the evil queen interrupts it or whatever um and then later he is um he's woken by or he wakes her up from the thing you know and 
the twist that they put on for this one actually reminds me more of like, what was it? It was like the Huntress or, so it's like the more modern version now that they actually have. Like it's a full movie. Uh, I can't I, remember. I what talking about, I just can't remember the, the exact name of the movie. Yeah, I can't think of it, but yeah, that I, that's kind of like when I think about it, if you have seen that movie and you know exactly what I'm talking about, like you'll see the resemblance if that makes sense. Like the storyline is the same because in that one, she meets the prince because he comes to the, uh, like they meet in the forest because she, um, she actually tries to steal from him and it's like the same, it's literally the exact same story. Yeah. So they kind of play off of that. And I really liked that. I liked how it wasn't like, oh my God, you're woken from a deep sleep by a prince. Like I really liked how they're bringing in like the modern situations, like constantly meeting and all of that. The other section that I actually really like in this movie was Peter Pan. Like, when they bring Peter Pan into Oh, thing, yeah! I really love that because they actually, um, not to, like, spoil anything, I guess, but we are talking about it. Um, what happened to your audio? Is it bad? Yeah, it, like, it's all... Is there anything on your mic? I don't think so. That's weird. Is it better now? No. That's weird. Anyways, I'm just going to continue. I know that the audio is probably, like, awful, but I can't fix that. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> um, so anyways, with this Peter Pan thing, they, Rumpelstiltskin's father is actually Peter Pan. Yeah. Because he wants to live in a world, like, he became poor, he didn't have uh, Rumpelstiltskin's mother, like, there with him, he was trying to work on the streets, and at one point, they found a magic bean, and he said, I want us to go, like, Rumpelstiltskin was like, I want us to go to a place where we'll both be happy, and the first thing that, um, Rumpelstiltskin's father thinks about is how Neverland was, like, his safe haven when he was a boy, you know, so he goes back to Neverland, and the only way that he is granted permission because he's an adult now to stay in Neverland is if he becomes Peter Pan, and he steals um, children from, like, their hometown or whatever, and brings them to Neverland so that they can live there and become, like, his army. Um, I thought that was more entertaining than the original story because, like, I mean, I liked it when I was a kid, but now it's like I can't watch the original Peter Pan because I'm like, I don't have the attention span for this anymore. Yeah. So this version of it was, like, so much more interesting because you actually get to, like, see the mystery behind it and, like, the plot twists. And, like, this literally is, like, the most crazy thing I think I've ever watched because you don't, you don't see it coming. It's, like, not one of those movies or those shows where you're, like, something weird is about to happen, you know? It just kind of happens and you're, like, I was not expecting that. Right? Yeah. Like, with Peter Pan, I thought that he was just, like, a normal character, and then all of a sudden they were, like, here's the backstory on Peter Pan. Oh, by the way, he's Rumpelstiltskin's father. And I was, like, where did that even come from? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> it was so random. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It was, it was so interesting. And if you don't, if you haven't seen this, the whole point of this, uh, story, I guess, is that um, Prince Charming and Snow White are together. That's the other thing that's weird, because isn't Prince Charming from Cinderella? Okay, but, like, there are three Charmings, because uh, you have the one from Snow White, Cinderella, and 
There's one more. It's not the carvings though, like really. <laughs> well, there's three. I just don't remember what the third one is or who. What was the exception with that name? But well, yeah. But yeah, so he belong. He he's definitely belongs there. It's just that there's not. There's three of them. I just don't remember the third one. But yeah. Yeah. So one. Um. Something about Prince Charming that they didn't like that they cover, which is actually kind of weird, is that he's actually a twin. Yeah. And that his, yeah, that's the that's actual like the actual Prince Charming himself died trying to fight like this. I think it was like a creature. It was like a dragon. No, 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 no. it wasn't a dragon. It was just like some barbarian type guy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a it was in a practice battle to prove that he could he he was worth he could do it like go slay the dragon. Yeah. And lying because he wasn't paying attention to it, that his opponent wasn't actually dead. And then, um, and then, uh, the king goes out, goes and gets his twin brother, which is the twist of the, at the beginning, because we didn't, there was, there's never been mention of, of Prince Charming having a twin brother, brother, that, you know. Yeah. So that there's the first twist of the season, of the, of the whole series. And it's like, um, it's weird because, this is a thing that, like, I've noticed a lot of, not, like, necessarily Disney, but a lot of movies and shows do this thing, where it's, like, oh, well, the big, rich person, whether they're, like, a normal average person, or they're the, um, the prince, or the, you know, whatever, they are the superior, and, like, they're the, the only one known, but then they have, like, a twin sibling who lives on a farm, and is, like, the, the, the less superior. It's really weird. And then they're like, oh, well, so-and-so died, so now we're just gonna bring his twin to play him. So that's kind of what happened, was, like, the prince wasn't actually the prince in the beginning. He was actually just, like, a farm boy yeah. who then was told that he had to play the role of the prince because nobody, like, they didn't want to tell anybody that the prince was dead. And then he has to go get married to this, this, this woman because, um, of the whole deal that the guy was supposed to marry, mm -hmm. like his brother was supposed to marry this girl, but now he well, has. So the reason they're getting married is because um, because he slayed the dragon, and the deal with that the king had with the other king was uh, instead of gold, the other king was like, "I'm going to give you something more precious. I'm going to give you my daughter's hand in marriage." That's the reason they're getting married. It wasn't like um. a planned out deal. It was, "Hey, I know you wanted gold." But I'm going to give you something a lot more precious, which in this case was uniting the kingdoms. Yeah. So that happens. And then um, he ends up meeting Snow White along his journey um, and completely ditching and breaking the whole deal of, like, uniting the kingdoms because mm -hmm. he fell in love with somebody else who he wasn't actually, like, he wasn't in love with this princess. He just, that was the deal and the arrangement was that he right. was going to so get he married. He just had to keep up the, uh, the thing. Yeah, so now he meets Snow White, they get together, they take back the kingdom from the evil queen who is still evil. Yep. Regina is her name. Um, that's her modern name. Yeah, that's her modern name. But they take back the kingdom from her and they're living happily ever after. And then all of a sudden, they Snow White's pregnant with her daughter and they determine that she will be the savior who will break them of this crazy curse that is supposed to happen. So they call, who, Geppetto, is that his name? 
Uh, yeah. Pinocchio's father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Geppetto, they call the woodmaker Geppetto, and he carves um, a like portal thing. Like he carves a hole into well, this it's a tree, but it's the magic yeah. tree that he, they put the child in, and then she's transported from the magic world to the modern world. Mm-hmm. So that uh, when she gets older, she can save the, the her parents and not everybody yeah. else. And then she has a child who is supposed to bring, like, is purposely adopted, and he is supposed, like, his sole purpose in life is to bring the savior back to the town to break the curse and let everybody, like, be themselves again. Yeah. It's really complicated, and that's why we said it's interesting, because it's literally all over the place. Like, you have... The savior is born and then put into a capsule, put into the modern world. Then she has a child that she doesn't keep and it gets adopted by the evil queen. And then his sole purpose is to bring her back. Like, it's just unbelievably complicated. <laughs> he doesn't have, that's not his sole purpose. It's just, well, it's not, yeah. But like, that's one of his big purposes is like to bring her back and reunite yeah. her with the town. And mind you, this also, this town that has been created is literally like, unknown to the world like you yeah the only people who can technically in go in and out are like the people and they the town people also can't leave if they cross the border they lose their memory like they don't know who the heck they are well they the, go back to their more they go back to their modern self they don't remember like their past their past life pretty much right but they also can't leave anyway because every time someone tries something bad happens and keeps them in the in the town yeah so it's pretty crazy, but it's amazingly entertaining. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I still will watch it again. I've gone back and I'm rewatching it because it's just <laughs> good. It's interesting. I love it. It is long. I How many seasons are there? Like, uh, I think there's, like, seven, maybe? I don't know. Let me double check because I thought it was more than that. Really? I thought it was. I don't, I don't remember. I just know there's a lot of seasons, and, um, but each season just keeps getting better. This is almost like Orange is the New Black, where each season keeps you entertained, but there are some spots that are just, could be better. We're yeah. like, you have a low spot. So. It's, yeah. It's, it's like a combination of Orange is the New Black and Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Like, it keeps you entertained, but then, like, you have those up and down, like, situations where you're like, eh, that could have been a little better. Or that wasn't as amazing as the last episode. Or, you know, like, those kind of things. Yeah. The com- the comparison, by the way, for anyone, like, wondering is just entertainment-wise, not it's comparing the shows themselves. It's just, you know, uh, so we have, you guys understand what- Why did I think there were so many more? Sorry, it is seven. Ah, there are seven right. seasons. And I hadn't even looked at the seasons in a while. I just, I just like, remembered seven, maybe? I, I don't remember why. Why did I think that there was, like, 15 of them? Why I don't know. Maybe, 15? maybe I don't Grey's, know. Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy has, like, 15. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it's also because that show, like, it's so entertaining that you think it's so much longer than it is. Yeah. Like, there's just so much going on that you're like, yeah, there's 15 seasons. But, like, there really isn't. But it just makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's 100% recommended. 
And I think if you, especially if you're a big Disney person, I think you'd like it. Um, if you're somebody who, yeah, you, anybody who likes Disney, like, would like it just, if you, especially if you like a modern twist, because there's so many, there's so many of the stories put together that it just makes it even better. Like, it's, it's so many different movies in one. Yeah, if you're somebody who, I guess, is like, yes, I'm a really big Disney fan, but at the same time, I don't like when people, like, twist the stories around. You might, this might not be the show for you, just because it, there are so many, like, plot twists, and, like, they change a lot of, like, the original stories. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I still recommend you watch it. It's also not, like, Disney hasn't, twisted the stories themselves because (laughs) because each each disney movie is a twist of someone else's story yeah just made to their brand you know and to be more um appropriate for children because a lot like you know the whole thing about how disney changed a lot of the storylines and like a lot of the things in the stories to make them more kid-friendly because if you actually know the real stories of like these situations, a lot of them can be pretty gruesome. Well, yeah, because you, you have you have also, I don't know who, if it's a spinoff or if it's, like, Disney's going off of those stories, but you have the Grimm's Tales, which is, like, mm-hmm. the darker version of those fairy tales, which I've read a couple of, and they're, they're pretty good, actually. The one, I haven't read them, but I've heard a lot about them, and, like, I know a lot of people who do read them, and the one thing that really freaked me out was, like, you know, Cinderella, how they try to fit in the slipper, like, the reality behind that was, like, that they actually, one of the sisters cut off her toes yep. to try and fit into the Those slipper. Those are the grosser parts, and it's just, eh. And then, and then, like, the other one cut, like, off the edge of her heel or something, like, that, oh, like, the, obviously, they can't put that in a kid's movie, because right, the yeah. children would be, like, what the heck am I watching? I'm scarred for life. <laughs> like, no, instead in the movie, in the kid's movie, they have the, the cartoonish your foot squished in the shoe. Doesn't fit, <laughs> like doesn't look right. The whole bridge. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness they did that instead of the chopping toes off or cutting off yeah. her heel. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's still a little gruesome, like, to think that you're, it, it's almost like your bones are rubber, like, that you can just bend them. <laughs> yeah, but, like, cartoon bones are usually rubber. Yeah. Because <laughs> you see in so many of the different cartoons, cartoon physics thrives me. Crazy. It drives me crazy. Because I'm a logical thinker. So I'm thinking, I'm watching a cartoon and I'm just like, uh, no, that shouldn't happen. No, That's you're not, no, this is no way. Or like someone, I don't know, runs into a wall and they do that cartoonish hitting the wall or whatever. And it's just like, dude, there's no way. There's a guy on and I really kind of want to shout him out because he is absolutely hilarious. Oh, I know and, who you're talking about. You showed me a couple And of if pictures. you should definitely go check him out. Um, not, like, sponsoring him or anything. But he is amazing. Like, I'm and trying to find his, his profile because you need to check him out if you haven't already. Hmm? The screen froze a second, but you're good. Oh. Um... Uh, his name is Daniel, like, Label or something is his last name, and he recreates, like, the situation. He does, like, a reality versus cartoon thing. He does a bunch of different funny things, but my favorite ones are when he, like, recreates cartoon situations. He's, like, if 
humans were cartoons or like whatever and he does the funniest freaking things ever like when cartoons versus like when humans go into a room and a bomb explodes like they don't come back but when a cartoon goes into a room and a bomb goes off he just comes back and like charred Mm-hmm. And, like, he's not actually dead. He's just surprised that a bomb went off, you know? Like, yeah. those kind of things. See, those and are what gets me, because, like, you go in, there's a bomb, in a cartoon, the person doesn't die, and I'm just sitting here like, no, you're dead. There's no way. You should be, like, <laughs> obliterated right now. Like, if you haven't checked him out, you should. He's hilarious, and I love watching everything that he makes. He has a thing about, like, the different ages with whatever, like, riding a bike or taking selfies or... He's just a really funny guy, and he will make your day. Like, 100% if you were having a bad day, go watch him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I can watch, I've, I've, I started doing this thing not too long ago, uh, where I'll be watching a movie I've seen before, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I, I go on mini rants because of something that I've, I notice and the logic's off or, like, a character should have done this over so whatever the, they actually did. <laughs> so, um, not too long ago for, we were, I was watching Peabody and Sherman because they put that on Netflix. And there are so many things that I found wrong. <laughs> like, okay, okay, here's a good example. Towards the end, uh, for anybody who's seen it, you know this, you know this part where they, the end of the movie, Peabody and Sherman f- have to send everybody back to their times, and so you see all these different characters from different times. One of them was Einstein, and he had a Rubik's Cube, and this is what got me. It's one of the dumbest things. It's the small little details that get me. It's one of the dumbest things, but here's, he got a Rubik's Cube, and, I was, and I'm sitting here thinking, huh, I wonder. During, when Einstein was alive, did they have Rubik's Cubes? So I actually looked it up. I'm not kidding. I looked it up. They did not. So there's no way he should have had a Rubik's Cube and should have known how to solve it. Not gonna lie, I know he probably would have known, been able to solve it with the genius brain he had, but there's no way he should have had it. I'm telling you, these little rants I get on, I, 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 they get me. See, I am not that way. I am the kind of person who, like, when I watch a movie or a show... I like the crazy, like, not logical things. They make me laugh. And it's funny because, like, I will recognize that obviously they're not, like, logical. Nothing would happen. Like, you just said Einstein shouldn't have had an Rubik's Cube because it wasn't in his time period. But it cracks me up because it's, like, they're making things, they're, like, making pre-memes out of it, if it makes sense. You know, it's like, oh, Einstein's, like, the smartest person known to man or whatever. And, and has a Rubik's Cube. And now he has a Rubik's Cube. Like, that's kind of, like, that to me is funny because they're making a reference, you know? And I love them. You don't like them because you think so logically that you're like, that should not be in the movie. I can't help but think logically. I'm over here, like, ranting about how this movie's wrong. Um, it's, I, I can't help it. I'm just like, uh, I'm nitpicking movies now. <laughs> but I found a couple, there's a couple movies that I, I haven't nitpicked. Like, when we were talking about Orange is the New Black, I haven't nitpicked that one because it seems realistic. Yeah. But there's logic there. Have you seen Pixels? Yes. I haven't rewatched it, so I haven't <laughs> nitpicked it yet. 
Have you nitpicked that one? Because I feel like you definitely would. <laughs> I have not, but I, I, I should. That's... So, my question is... There's so many You're, like, nitpicky about certain things, but, like, the stories don't, like, make you nitpicky. Like, there's no logical way that, like, video game characters would just appear on Earth. Like, that's just not something that necessarily could happen. No, it's not the story itself, it's just the way they present it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so we kind of have to wrap this up here. Uh, it's been great. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more thing before we do wrap it up, obviously. Um, if you are still new to this podcast, uh, welcome. Also, if you haven't heard yet or you've already heard us saying it a thousand times, please go check out our link on our social medias or the GFI Apparel account and go and sign up for Stuart E's acting classes. We're really looking forward to seeing your guys there. We will be attending those classes, so we're hoping that you will see you there. And Stuart E cannot wait to work with you guys, so come join us and learn some tips and tricks. Yeah, super excited for it. Uh, all right, I think that's all, that's all we got. Bye, guys. Bye.